0: Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy, and thanks for joining us today, November 7th, on No Greater Delight, our podcast on Marian feasts and Marian meditations. Well, today we're celebrating two different events related to Our Lady. The first, which took place in 1435 or 1531 or 1546, those are the three years I found floating around in books and online. Near Dijon, France, we have Our Lady of the Pond, notre dame de la On this day, a small stone statue of Our Lady was found on the summit of the mountain, to which were attributed numerous miracles. In fact, later they would actually build a chapel for her there. So you might be wondering, if she was found on top of the mountain, why is she called Our Lady of the Pond? Well, sources seem to indicate that there were, at some point, ponds up in the mountains near where she was found. Also today, in the Metropolitan Basilica of the Cathedral in Bogotá, Colombia, we celebrate Our Lady of Topo, Nuestra Señora del Topo. Now, the word topo here doesn't mean mouse. If you know Spanish, that's not what it's referring to here. Rather, it refers to a specific region where the group of natives that found this devotion lived. And that word in turn derives from one of their native words, topú, and not from mouse, it actually refers to a certain sort of vestment they would wear. Well, in 1608, these indigenous peoples were on their way to mass when they saw what looked like a fire in the chapel that held the image. So, of course, they hurried to go and put it out, but when they reached the chapel, they saw that there was no fire at all. Rather, the image was shedding rays of light. This and other miraculous occurrences led to the image being moved in 1610 to its current location, which is in the cathedral in Bogotá, Colombia. For today's meditation, especially as we recall Our Lady of Topo, Nuestra Señora del Topo, it's good to reflect on the words from Archbishop José Gómez, who's the Archbishop of Los Angeles. He gave this talk after having gone to visit Guadalupe, And this is what he said. These are words that are particularly applicable to our time and situation. He says, The story of Guadalupe is the story of America. The encounter of cultures, European and indigenous, began in December 1531, when the Blessed Virgin appeared to a poor Indian convert named Juan Diego on a hilltop outside Mexico City. She entrusted Juan Diego with a mission, to go and ask the bishop to build a shrine in her name. Alongside great founding figures and events in the history of the Americas, Guadalupe and Juan Diego hardly rate a footnote. But I believe that this event is in fact the crucial moment in the history of the United States and of every country in the Americas. It is key to understanding the Church's purpose and to reconciling our political and cultural divisions. Living in a time of chaos and conflict in the early church, St. Jerome penned the famous line, The whole world woke up and groaned, and was astonished to find that it was Arian. We could say something similar about our times. It is as if we have woken up to discover that our society is no longer Christian. Of course, in many ways, our nation has never lived up to Christian values. Yet for all that, there is no denying that our institutions and self-identity we're meant to be shaped by a vision of freedom and dignity rooted in the laws of nature and of nature's God, to quote our Declaration of Independence. This is what is changing right now. We face an aggressive, organized agenda by elite groups who want to eliminate the influence of Christianity from our society. As America faces a spiritual crisis, some urge a return to the vision of the Founders. We would do better to turn to Our Lady, america's true foundress our lady did not appear only for the mexican people her intentions were continental and universal in the account that has been handed down to us an account based on the testimony of juan diego our lady told him i am truly your compassionate mother your mother and the mother to all who dwell in this land and to all other nations and peoples at guadalupe the mother of God presented herself as the mother of the Americas. And thus far, for Bishop Gomez's text, which has really got some words to think about here. He says that, you know, the operation of Our Lady of Guadalupe was the crucial moment in the history of the United States and of every country in the Americas. And when people want to turn to the vision of the founders, he says, great, but we would do better to turn to Our Lady because she's really the Foundress of the Americas. And to this, I would just add uh, that it's said that once George Washington was asked if God was on his side. And Washington is said to have replied, it's not that God should be on our side, but that we should be on his. And so we can ask ourselves today, in in a, a society, in a culture, even in our families, in our work, where we see so much division, do we turn to Our Lady as a source of unity? Do we find in her a true mother, a mother of all peoples, right? As the Archbishop says, not, not just of the Mexicans or of the North Americans, but really everyone's mother. Do we try to find in her the way to love everyone and to find our unity in her compassionate gaze?